So we're finishing the song of Azinu today. I mean, yes. I hope. Yes. I hope. Yes. And then what's next? After Ayuna? And then, um, up to you. I was thinking... Yeah, I mean, one of these... One of, you know, one of these... Uh, sounds interesting. We could do... Uh, we have to do the Haftarah of Shuba. Shuba, oh, this, this Shabbat is Haftarah Shuba, you're right. Yeah. So then we do the Haftarah Shuba. So tomorrow... Shuba, and we do, maybe we do Shuba is short, do though. Shuba is short. Okay. Yeah. Oh, should Sunday. we do a Sunday class? Are you, are you guys going to be able to do Last it? Sunday was beautiful. I no problem. Before the Rosh Hashanah, I was, I was so no nice. <laughs> we did the... You, if you have time for us, uh, we have time oh, for you. Oh, we did the... Aha. Uh-huh. Actually, we did the Aftarah. Yeah, and I read it. Yeah, it was really? And I gave a different Torah. Yes. They made yeah. me give a different Torah. Boy, boy, boy. But about Hanan? In the Kanisov. Boy, 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 boy. Look, boy. but if we go... But I raised, classes, they raised the... Your Torah is already famous. Yeah. Giacomo. Next step is get Giacomo's smicha. And start giving classes. I'm once a lot. He's telling me, but I'm not. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll do you not. My problem is I'm not a. I mean, a I'm not a red fish in the discussion. I'm not even close to a self-proclaimed expert on the book, so. I mean, yeah, I guess we could study it together. All right. So the goyim, Boreolam sees the goyim. They they keep doing bad. Then Boreolam gathers the bad in his storehouse, and then when it's time, he takes care of the goyim. So then he opens the storehouse. Right. So, let's see. Now we're on Shishi, right? Yeah. That storehouse, that not only holds them, holds also others. Okay, so now the song is going to close, kind of... um, Open-ended. No, it's going to, it's going to close... uh, I mean, this next pasuk talks about Boreolam making a kind of swear. Where... (coughs) Promise. He basically promises that he will, he's, he's going to be around forever. I raise my hand up to the heaven and I say, I am going to be around, I'm going to live forever. That is, uh, raising my hand to the heaven is like, kind of like a swear. Yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. Also, when he wants to make a decree, I bring the heavens and the... Right, you know, right, right. As a, as a oh, very nice. Yeah, very, very nice. That's a good point. Okay, so the Pasuk says, I raise my hand to the heavens. We say that's a form of a decree because, because or, a, or a promise. Because the heavens forever. And this is a parallel to the opening of Azinu, Hashamayim, Adabera. That's it. We said, we said he's getting... Sick. Like in the question for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And my hand will grasp on to justice. Meaning, meaning the, the way the Pasuk, it's poetic. So it's saying, yeah. if I will, meaning I will. Meaning, my sword is going to be ready and sharp to bring justice upon whoever needs it, and my hand is going to be grasping onto justice. It's so much more beautiful than Hebrew. Right, right. And it, it, if you if you try to read it in English, so you're missing nice. out. I'm going to bring vengeance upon my the ones who make me suffer, and the ones who hate me, I will pay them back. Ashkir, if you like poetry, look at this one. Ashkir. 
I'm going to make my arrows drunk yes. on blood. Yes. Right? Intoxic- so imagine the arrows. Yeah, they're going to be they're gonna intoxicated by blood. blood. By blood. And my sword will eat flesh. By the way, if you want to know an interesting thing, the, the word cherev, which means a sword, tochal basar, is actually, uh, it means it will eat flesh, right? There's actually um, a knife, it actually, uh, exactly, comes out that a knife is called a ma'achelet. Why? According to some perushim, it's because it eats the flesh. When it digs into the flesh, it eats, it eats the flesh. So, oh, I, I thought you were just a tamil chacham. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> you learned it by chance recently, no, or you knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, exactly. Very impressive. Yeah, we should come more often. <laughs> His comments are always extremely intelligent. Yeah. I, I, that's why he's here. <laughs> could, you, could you come more often? You bring, you bring a lot <laughs> of the best. Oh, oh, if you don't have dafyomi, then you come here. Okay. Your 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 comment your comments help a lot. Actually, we're honored. You're here. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So I'm going, my, my arrows are going to get dr- drunk with blood. My sword will eat the flesh of people. From the blood of the, the, the captive and halal is like the, the body, the corpse. Yes. I don't know what parot is. From the, oh, parot is like pera, it means long hair. From the head of the long hair of the enemy. Adam. Yeah, I, I mean, no, Pere Adam is of Na'adif. Na'adif. So what is this one? <coughs> Parot pa- is uh, Rosh Parua. Rosh Parua means the hair that's messy hair. Long hair, exactly. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what the metaphor is exactly. I don't know what it is exactly there. Okay, Harninu Goim Amo Kidam Abadavikom. And now we close the song with the following. We turn to the Goim and we say, The Goim sing praises about his nation, about Hashem's nation. Kidam Abadavikom because he will avenge the blood of his servants. Binakam Yashiv Litzarav and he will bring uh, justice upon his enemies, Vikiper Admato Ammo. Very hard last three words, and he will bring a a kapara, or he translate kapara, atonement to the land of his people. Admato Ammo could mean his, to his land, his people. But you, if you want to try to make sense of it, it's probably something like a, a, a poetic form of Admat Ammo, the land of his people. Okay? That what do you think, doctor? How else do you translate that, that, that Admat Admato Ammo? No, no, I mean in terms of the literal translation Admat of Vichiper, you, you yeah. like Admat Ammo? That's what you'd say. These are ling- linguists we have, in house linguists. I think okay. coming, going back to Israel. That's it. Preparing the land, you know. We, so, went, we went out and we are coming back. I uh-huh. saying, at the end, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to purify the land of Israel again, and you're going to be coming back. And it seems like it's by by destroying the enemies. Yes, that is kapara on the adama that now allows us to go back and yes, territory. Because in the there was a lot of unfortunately a lot of bad bad, right, right. bad bad things happen. Okay, now let's get now that the song ends. Let us go back to the the parasha and let's see if we could just finish it. By Avo Moshe, by the Beret Kola Devarim, et Kol Devarim Ashira Hazot Ve'Oznei Am Hu Ve'Oshia Bin Nun. Now Moshe comes and he says all the words of the song in the in the ears of the nation. By Avo Hu Ve'Oshia Bin Nun, him and Hoshia Bin Nun. Notice that he's including Yoshua in the telling of 
this song to the people yes, because, because he's, he's the next. Uh, yeah, this is, this he's is not even the next. He's progress. already. He's we're, already. We're, the, we're making progress. We're yes, trying to yes. convey the, to the people that Yoshua is is coming up next. By the way, it says who the Hoshea bin Nun. So what's the no, question no, there? No yud yet. Where's no. Where's the Yoshua? Where's the Yoshua? So mm-hmm. I read something very nice here. It says Yoshua here in the fact that Moshe is bringing Yoshua along to make him like the leader, so you would think that Yehoshua would have a little bit of ga'ava. Uh, but it wants to show you that Yehoshua had so little ga'ava, it was as if he was still Moshe. a young lad before Moshe yeah. called him wow. Yehoshua. Right? When the, Moshe gave him the name Yehoshua. So if he calls himself Hoshea, he's kind of remembering before he even came into the vicinity of Moshe, meaning when he was a very young boy. So he's saying to me, I'm still that young kid, I'm not, nothing special. Beautiful. Even though, even though he's about to become the leader of Am Yisrael. So that's a, that's a nice hint to Yoshua's humility. Moshe finished saying these things to all of Israel. And he says to the people, pay attention to all the things that I am, uh, I am uh, basically uh, attesting. attesting to, that's the best word, attesting to today, that you should commend your kids to keep and to do all the words of this Torah. Most important. For it is no vain thing. It's not an empty thing for you. Wow, what, what a statement, right? It's not an empty thing for you. Because this is your life. Meaning, don't think... That the words of the Torah are unimportant. Don't think, oh, I have no, I have no connection to it. No shaykhut. No connection to Torah. It's not important to my life. No, no, no. It's the opposite of, its, it of it being life. an it empty thing. It, it is your life. Your oxygen. This is your oxygen. And it is through the, through the Torah that you will be able to live long, long years on the land that you're coming to, through, to through conquer. Through this whole COVID pandemic and quarantine, this is the only thing that kept me yes, all of right? every day. That's the hope. Every day. In this we have hope. Everyone oh, everything everyone closed. The bars closed, the clubs closed, the this closed, the restaurants closed. Only thing that we, that even if we bet a midrash closed, the games closed, you cannot the close entertainment closed. Just take it with you. You pick up the different from home. This is it. This is the only thing that I'll tell you, I'll tell you even more. shut down. If you want to get philosophical, uh, do you know the book uh, by Viktor Frankl? I, I mentioned it pretty often, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah, I read it so, last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're on top of it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so, so, so Man's Search for Meaning is a book, famous book. It's only 120 pages. About a man who, who struggled in the Holocaust... I mean, he was in the Holocaust, and he was describing, he was, he was a psychologist, which was fascinating, because he used his experience in the, in the Holocaust to, to kind of explore what happens to people's psyche wow. when they're in, the, in basically hell on earth. Wow, wow. And he said the people who survived were the people yeah, who were able funny. to cling to meaning. He's, he's not a religious guy, he's almost an atheist guy, he has no connection to Yadut. I mean, he's, he's Jewish, but he's not he's Jewish, but not Jewish. He says the people who were able to cling to meaning, they were able to, to live life. So, because you have hope. You continue it, it, hope. One of the ways the Torah helps you get through life is because it's, it's the book that's flooded with, with, just, with that idea of providing meaning and context to, to life. You know, the whole, the whole like, uh, 
basically everything we're doing here is about is about the pursuit of meaning. So it's a it's a very good way to bring happiness. That's why people people don't understand. People that are outside the system, they're like, why do people like the Torah so much? People that are inside the system are like, well, what else would I do for now for the Torah? You know, because it gives meaning. Meaning gives happiness. Okay, uh, pasuk forty-eight. Yes. God uh, spoke to Moshe on this exact day. Saying what is it saying? This wow. this exact day. On on the same day. Same uh, but anytime it says by the way, there's a midrash that says it was done at at uh, at noon. It's noon. It's noon. Do you know why? But it says um, that's when Bnei Israel left Mitzrayim. Be'etz was in the middle of the day, right? Something like that because it wants to show. That any time, according to the midrash, anytime it says it's referring to noon, to show that they did something and they were not concerned for the fact that it was clearly visible. They wanted it to be dafka on that day. Right. So Bnei Israel left Egypt. So everybody would see and they were not afraid. I don't know what is doing. But this is. Seems that they were trying to run away. They dafka did the middle of the day. That's be'etzem ayomaze. That's what the Rashi always says on the word be'etzem ayomaze. I don't know, like, uh, if if the midrash has anybody have Rashi in your in your books? Does he have any comments on on be'etzem ayomaze? You have no. Yeah. You, you have a shirt. Let me. That every day. Oh, let me see. Yeah. On that very day, this phrase appears yeah, three times in the Torah, uh-huh. each time indicating that large masses of people were determined to prevent God's word from being carried out. So he ordered that it be done at high noon. Mm. Noon, were, right? Let it be done in the view of everyone and let them see that no one can stand in the way of God's will. The three times are when Noah compatriots uh, were determined to prevent him from entering the ark then he goes in the middle of the day yeah okay Uh now now let's i want to get to the punchline okay when the egyptians uh, thought they would stop to uh, stop the exodus uh, and here in this case the jewish people were uh, distraught so they go in the mid and they thought they could prevent that god ordered moshe to go up publicly yes. to show that no one could prevent anything. Okay, now what's wow. this one? Because he's going up to go to, yeah. to, 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 to Oh, 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 this yeah, one. People, people wanted to stop him. Yeah. You're saying? To Don't see. go because they thought you could prevent him from dying. Ah, yeah. why? Because it's go on this mountain and die. Yeah. So yes. if yes. we stop him from going on the mountain, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he's not going to die. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so what are the three? The three is Noah. Noah. Mitzrayim uh, and Moshe's death. Very interesting. Nice. Okay. Go on this mountain of Avarim, the mountain of Vo, that is in the land of Moab. That is by Yericho, meaning mm-hmm. meaning as opposite opposite Yericho, because that's where Am Israel was encamped. Canaan, look at the land of Canaan that I'm giving to Israel. They said that any times Baathor wants to destroy the Kibber of Moshe is is, is there and it comes and stops from. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I said, you know, you hear what he's saying? No. He's saying what what did what did what did Bnei Israel do at Moab? is not in Benot Moab. That Benesel started. Remember the sin of Baal yes, 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 that they went worse, worse with the Moabites sin. and the Midianites, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they started. They started. Yes. They oh. yeah, yeah. So he's saying that that so, why was Moshe buried Dafka there? Because that was such a big sin for Ben Israel. So now because he's there. If he now because he's there, any time let's say the angels want to come to Borealam and say, look, Ben Israel did this terrible sin in Moab. They'll say, no, no, Moshe Benu is bringing kapara for them or something like. <laughs> right? That's idea. Very nice idea. 
very nice Beautiful. idea. Uh, we need, doctor, we need to do you more often, I'm telling you. <laughs> I like that inside. I heard that from other shoes. Okay. Uh, uh, and you should die on the mountain that you're going there and you will be gathered unto your people. What does mean? is one of the phrases used in the Torah for the proof of Olam Because nowhere in the Torah and nowhere in Tanakh is Olam mentioned. Correct. You, never, you ever know that? It's a very big deal. Yeah, People don't know that. Olam is not mentioned in, in Tanakh. So where do we know it from? Sukim like this. You'll be gathered unto your people. If by dying he's being gathered unto his people, that means there are people that are gathering him in. Yes, that he's being gathered unto they're, they're them. Welcoming, meaning welcoming it's the neshamot yeah, of the people in the next world. Yeah, That's the idea. True. Very, very deep. Very deep. It's a big hint. When somebody wants to pass away, everybody yeah. comes to, to, to greet him. Just like Aaron died and he was gathered unto his people. And all of this, the reason you're not going into the land is because... You uh, did exactly did not sanctify me. You, you you trespassed against me and in Memrivat Kadesh whenever you hit the rock instead of talking to the rock. Because you will see the land from afar and you will not go approach onto there. To the land that I gave to Am Israel. Uh, there's a very deep idea to the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going into the land of Israel, which means that the story does not have closure. So now as a reader, you look at this and you say, this story is left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't get into the promised land. So what's going to happen next? That's why you have to read Sefer Yoshua, which means that the whole story of Tanakh is not supposed to be just read the Torah as a separate book completely. It's and then, and then it's, a it's a continuation because the book leaves on such an intense cliffhanger as what is to going be to be. It's, it's to be continued, meaning you have to read Tanakh. You have to read Tanakh as a whole thing. It's also a message, by the way, a philosophical message to Am Israel that your job has not been completed. That if our book of Torah, the book that we cherish, ends on a cliffhanger... Who is supposed to finish the story? Who is to complete the story? It is the reader of the book, Am Israel, who are supposed to take this book and say, huh, we have some unfinished business. So it's a call to action on part of Am Israel as well, that since Moshe Rabbeinu did not come full circle, it is up to us to now come full circle and finish the story of, that Moshe Rabbeinu put into motion. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen. Follow up, postscript. So he, the doctor just said that there's a Midrash that says that why did Moshe Rabbeinu not build a Beit HaMikdash? Because if Moshe Rabbeinu would have built a Beit HaMikdash, it would have never been destroyed. First of all, what does that mean? It's a very, oh, it can't be destroyed because Moshe Rabbeinu built it. And he, you can't destroy a, a, any rock, that he, any, any building that Moshe Rabbeinu constructed, it can't be destroyed. So the idea is if Moshe Rabbeinu would have completed the task and come full circle, it would have been like game over. The story, the, the Midrash is trying to show you that the story of Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't end because it's kind of like a call to the people that we are to finish the story of Moshe Rabbeinu. If he was to finish the story himself, then the story would have just completed that there's, no, there's nothing left to do. That's it, we're in utopia. Mm. But no, there's the, the, it ends with Moshe Rabbeinu's inability to build a Beit HaMikdash and with his inability to go into the land as a kind of call to action to the reader of the Torah, to us, to go ahead and engage in completing the story. Not one man.